The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. All righty, happy Monday. Welcome into the podcast. This is Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Brendan Glasheen, your host, joined by Sean Zarillo and BJ Cunningham, our normal Monday crew. We have a 10-game slate to dive into today, so uh, we might not uh, – this might take a – this might be a little quicker on, on the podcast side today because, uh, well, when there's not as many games, you can – Whip right through this thing, so we'll uh, we'll dive right in. We're here every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the baseball season. If you had not done so already, please rate, review, and subscribe to Payoff Pitch with these pennant races heating up. The wild card in the National League, at least, is still uh, pretty compelling, and uh, we are with you all the way through until the, the World Series in October. So come along for the ride. Uh, let's dive into best bets. We've got two underdog best bets for today. That's when you know this board is short and there might be some value. Zarillo, what team jumps out to you as a team you want to back for a best bet? Take the Detroit Tigers up to about plus 106, made them a very small favorite over the full game. I've supported Alex Fayetto a number of times last season and into this year, and I've written about him quite a number of times, and I'm sure people are probably sick of reading about Alex Fido, but I think he's worth keeping an eye on. He's kind of, to me, like a poor man's George Kirby, uh, maybe a middle-class George Kirby, but he has really good command. Stuff is relatively mediocre. I'd say Kirby has slightly better command and much better stuff, uh, but Fido is a guy who I think is going to be around for a long time if he can maintain this good command, 6% walk rate. His strikeout minus walk rate is above the major league average. 4.06 expected ERA. He was at about 5.5 last season, and his strikeout minus walk rate is basically doubled. His stuff plus has increased. His location plus has increased. So you're seeing a better version of Alex Fido this year. And I think that's partially because, one, he's getting more experience at the big league level, but two, he's just more healthy. Two years removed from Tommy John surgery. He had Tommy John late in 2020, I believe December 2020, missed the entire 2021 season, came back in 2022, had about five starts in AAA, was great. And the Tigers said, come on up to the major leagues. 
And then he kind of figured things out at the major league level while still continuing to recover coming off of Tommy John surgery. So learning on the job last year, while not even 100%. And now I think this year he's back closer to 100%. First round pedigree. So a guy with, you know, a history of being evaluated as a very capable high-end starter. I don't think the ceiling there is essentially, you know, a number two ace level type pitcher, but I think he could be a very functional mid-rotation starter for the remainder of his career, as I said, especially if he can maintain this very strong and low walk rate. So Alex Fajardo coming off of the best start of his career in his last outing, dealt with a fingernail issue throughout the season, performances dipped up and down, spent some time on the LAL, but right now he looks as good as he ever has. So Tigers down to about plus 106. My favorite bet for today's slate. Detroit! And on the other side for Chicago uh, with Assad on the mound, what what might be concerning about him in terms of backing the Cubs today? Just comparing pitching, pitch modeling metrics, you know, number for number. Fido, 93 stuff plus. Uh, identical to what Javier Assad has done this season. But Assad is at a 98 location plus. Fido at 104. So, Assad, the command has improved slightly since joining the rotation. I believe this is his fourth or fifth straight start. He seems fully stretched out now for Chicago. The Tigers have generally projected better against lefties than righties this season, but that split is actually neutralized. So slightly less concerned about them facing a right-handed pitcher. But yeah, I just give Detroit the starting pitching advantage. Uh, Fajardo just projects slightly better than Assad does for me. Okay, good stuff. B.J. Cunningham illuminating today in his, mm-hmm. in his location uh, on payoff pitch. So the, the Boston Red Sox, we've discussed at length on this show since end of March, early April. And, and here they go again, B.J. The roller coaster mm-hmm. is now, this is the fun part of the roller coaster. The it part is. where you put your arms up and you're excited because the Red Sox just swept the Yankees. They knocked them out of contention, truly. I mean, they're technically still alive, but the Yankees are out of this thing. Aaron Boone, talk to him. He'll give it to you straight. If you've heard Aaron Boone on some podcasts, he'll be he'll tell you exactly how he feels about his lineup and how they've performed since Aaron Judge's return. Red Sox have won three in a row. They just swept the Yankees. They are taking on the Houston Astros, the last leg of this road trip. BJ, and you like Boston. I do. I don't really think they should be an underdog here to Christian Javier and the Astros. I mean, Paxton has been really good this season. 16 starts. His ERA is very similar to his expected metrics, which is sitting around 3.4. And what he's done a fantastic job of is he's been really dominant with his secondary pitches. He does throw his fastball over 55% of the time, and that pitch has been averaged by Stuff Plus, and his expected weight on base average allowed on that pitch. But his main two off-speed pitches of cutter and curveball, both generating whiff rates over 34%, both allowing an expected weighted on base average under 280. And he's been really, really good with his command, location plus of 102. So he will make life difficult on this Astros lineup that does hit left-handed pitching very well. But specifically against left-handed cutters and curveballs, they've been very average this season. And Christian Avier, we've discussed him at length on this podcast multiple times, but we're now at nine straight starts where he's allowed two runs or more. And the problem for him, it's been well identified on this podcast, is that he's got two pitches, a fastball and a slider, and the stuff plus, and the effectiveness on those two pitches is significantly down from last season. Overall this season, his stuff plus is just 100. His pitching plus is below 100 now. That's, I mean, he was around 130 stuff plus last season. And the main problem for him is that he's very good against righties, but he cannot get lefties out. 270 weighted on base average allowed against righties. 354 weighted on base average allowed against lefties. The Red Sox are a great lineup against right-handed pitching. Sixth and weighted on base average have the ability to platoon six left-handed bats 
against Javier. So I projected the Red Sox as a favorite, uh, minus 108 for the full game and a little more significantly more for the first five innings. So I like the Red Sox full game and first five innings at anything plus 105 or better. Just should piggyback here because the Red Sox are one of my bets at the end, but may as well talk about them. Now I'm on them for first five innings only at plus 115 or better. As BJ said, Christian Javier stuff plus has fallen off of a cliff this season. Was at 116 last year at 100 this season. Strikeout rate down about 11%. Expected ERA has gone from 2.4 to 4.6. He seemed to have this sort of magic fastball that batters couldn't pick up. The, the stuff plus ratings even on the fastball relative to the whiff, it, it didn't really line up. Uh, but now the fastball velocity down a tick seems like hitters are seeing it much more clearly. So even though he moved from the rotation to the, or the bullpen to the rotation last season, the metrics never really changed for Javier. He kind of held steady the elite metrics that he was using in the bullpen. But yeah, it's, it's really fallen off of a cliff this season. It's unfortunate to see, but I'm surprised we keep getting value on him, or I should say against him on a start and start mm-hmm. basis. All right, so Zarillo is on the Tigers and BJ on the Red Sox for their best bets. They have covered all of their bases. So I want to tell you about Caldera Lab, our friends uh, at Caldera Lab. Their product reduces the visibility of wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. You can uh, get involved with Caldera Lab's The Base Layer. So when BJ and Zarillo do their best bets, The Base Layer is a great way to start your day, too. You're starting your week with us. It's a Monday for payoff pitch, so we're with you again Tomorrow and on Friday, the base layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence. Caldera Labs, the base layer, one of their three products that you should try out. Great website. I've used the product. Does a good job for you. So check it out. Uh, Caldera Lab here at Action Network. We have a special promo code that you can use to get a special offer uh, just for our audience. An exclusive offer. Their best offer available anywhere. Use the promo code PITCH. Reflects our podcast payoff pitch. Pitch, P-I-T-C-H at calderalab.com and 20% off right now. Calderalab.com. C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com. So check them out. The base layer. Base is covered for best bets today on payoff pitch. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Only must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidence help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact 
Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Fading the public. This is an unbelievable matchup that will not be found unless you have MLB TV. Uh, The Royals and the A's, they are meeting for a series. And the people like Kansas City, they've been a fun team to watch here offensively. They sort of hung in there against the Cubs. They did beat the Cubs on Friday. Shout out to Tanner McGrath, who popped on the podcast, and he picked the Royals. And DeBundo was on the under. So that was a good Friday for the show as it pertains to the Royals. Kansas City, uh, over at BetMGM, fellas, plus 110. They are uh, an underdog against Oakland. Oakland minus 135 for today's game. Zarillo, are you with the people and backing the Royals, which you have not been shy to do the last handful of weeks here? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Yeah, on the Royals yet again. And, you know, Brendan, I'm surprised you can even find this game on MLB TV. It should be on the adult film channels because this is a (laughs) pornographic matchup. Uh, I mean, just absolutely gross. Hide your eyes. Hide the kids. You know, sometimes you just want a fair fight, though. And these teams have been getting beat up by the entire league all season. Uh, finally getting to play one another yet again. It would be, if the A's close as a favorite, it would be just the third time they have been favored in the past calendar year. They were favored against the Royals in May. They lost 5-1. to one. They were last favored before that on August 30th of last season. So the Oakland A's have had a long season of losing as underdogs and just 0-1 as a favorite. This will likely be the second time tonight. But I like the Royals here, down to about plus 118. Starting pitching advantage does go to Oakland with Paul Blackburn. But the Royals are probably just going to play a full bullpen game tonight. Jordan Lyles threw a complete game for them yesterday in a losing effort to the Cubs. So they have a fully rested bullpen tonight. I prefer their offense. Uh, You know, these teams on the year, bottom six offenses. But in the second half, Kansas City, 107 WRC+. I believe they rank 12th or even in the top 10. Oakland, right around the league average, 100 WRC+. plus. So both offenses have improved dramatically since they've called up these younger prospects to their roster. Bobby Witt hitting like a god right now. But I also trust the Royals' bullpen a bit more, too. These two teams, 29th and 30th, and expected FIP. Since the trade deadline, Royals dealt away some arms. A's dealt away fewer arms, but Fujinami, gone. Uh, but in terms of the underlying stuff plus metrics for those relievers over the same span... Royals 104 stuff plus Oakland 98. So the Royals bullpen to me has higher upside, has the better arms in it. And I think the fact that they're going to play probably, you know, seven innings of a bullpen game tonight after Tucker Davidson starts and he's not fully stretched out. So I don't expect him to go more than a couple innings. I think the Royals are just going to play matchups here. So Kansas City, as I said, plus 118 or better, made them closer to about plus 105. All right. And so I would imagine, you know, because the, you're the line that you prefer and the line that you bet overnight that's come down. Bet MGM's got it at plus one ten. Is there a price in mind where you say to yourself, "All right, if it's if it's coming back the other way, is there any chance you not 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 necessarily take Oakland, but just stay off the stay off the game?" Would you encourage that? If the price, yeah, if, if it gets to like plus one ten, you know I, where it is now. Like I would I wouldn't go beyond that because um, okay. you're not betting into an edge at that point. And if it flips, right? If you get plus one ten on Oakland, plus one fifteen on Oakland then I'd be interested in taking the other side. And okay. I don't know, like the, fa- the fact that they haven't closed as a favorite all year makes me think we may get or Kansas City money continue to pour into the market and maybe make this a pick price by game time. So uh, yeah, I'm not, not really sure where the line is going to go, but 
I think there's slight value of the Royals. Okay. So with that win, I mentioned Friday, Kansas City, BJ, did get 240 wins. So they are not in the 30-ish win club like Oakland is. Oakland still has 34 wins. How do you assess this compelling matchup? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to piggyback off what Sean said. You know, I have the Royals projected at minus 102 for this game. Obviously, Tucker Davidson's only going to last a couple innings, and then they, like Sean said, they can just play matchups with their bullpen. That has been better overall for the entire season. I mean, if you look at XFIP and stuff plus, Royals have been have do have an advantage over the A's. And, I mean, Paul Blackburn, he's been good, you know, pretty average expected ERA, average XFIP. Um, but the Royals, last 30 days, Sixth best weighted on base average in Major League Baseball. They are red hot offensively, so they have a significant advantage here offensively. So I don't think they should be underdogs uh, against Oakland, who, I mean, I don't know if they're going to close as a favorite, but if it does does happen for the third time all year, uh, I do think there's some value on the Royals. All righty. What do you say is the role third time in the calendar year? Third time in a calendar year. Yeah, they close as a minus, I think it was even a minus 110 favorite against the Royals in May. So, you know, barely favored, uh, essentially a pick And then last August 30th, they were also favored at minus 110. So they haven't even been like an actual favorite in these matchups. They closed at minus money, technically, but it was minus 110. Yeah. All righty. Tune in at your own risk for Royals and Oakland A's series is maybe Oakland. maybe watch it through like the peephole in a door or something. I don't know. Just <laughs> just give give yourself a way to uh, <laughs> give yourself an out. Uh, underdog that uh, you guys might be on today. Consensus dog, and you're heading to uh, Philadelphia. Where's my dog? Uh huh. Where's my dog? Where's my dog? We've got the Phillies and the Giants. Aaron Nola coming off a start against the Blue Jays. That was a, a compelling match. That was actually compelling. Aaron Nola against Kevin Gossman. But today it's Scott Alexander Zarillo for San Francisco. Why might there be some uh, value in the Giants today in Philly? Yes, the Giants, another team probably going to play matchups today. Don't have quite the rested bullpen. The Royals do, but we'll probably see Sean Manaya for a significant stretch of this game. And Manaya's velocity is finally lining up with improved results. In the second half, his ERA expected metrics are all elite. Now, he's mostly been working out of the bullpen, coming in as essentially a bulk reliever for two or three innings. But fastball velocity was well up in spring training, expected better results earlier in the season. Didn't get it. Actually got shelled for the first couple months of the year. But now he's finally settled in. I believe he has a 23% strikeout minus walk rate over the past six weeks or so, an ERA of around two. His stuff plus is way up compared to last season. And against Aranoa, a guy whose metrics have fallen off this year, plus having a Giants offense that hits righties much better than lefties, I just think there's value on San Francisco here. Again, projected them closer to about plus 130. So plus 140 or better would be my price target. But just, you know, in terms of Nola, his expected ERA up about a run compared to last season, 2.74 in 2022, 386 this season, strikeout minus walk rate, declined by about 6%. Pitching plus has declined by two points. So across the board, Aaron Noah continuing to struggle this season, got roughed up in that start in Toronto. I believe that game went over. Uh, both those starters didn't have good efforts in what I believe was a total of eight. And I was looking at it the whole time going, I think I should bet the over here. And I never did. And I'm a, a little Nine bit disappointed even a week later. So uh, yeah, yeah um, Giants plus 140 or better just continue to project better against righties than lefties. And they're pretty abysmal against left-handed pitching, but actually league average against righties. 
All right, BJ, why might you be on the Giants? Anything to add to Zarillo? Yeah, I mean, not much really to add here. I mean, obviously, it looks like Sean Manaya, who hasn't pitched in, I think, four or five days, will likely be the guy coming in. You know, he hasn't, he's only allowed one run in his last 13 innings on the mound. So he's been very, very good. They're probably going to show a lot of lefties to the Phillies, who are, you know, a very average lineup against left handed pitching. And, you know, Aaron Nola, uh, what it's kind of boiled down, to, you know, to add on to what Sean has said is that he's just allowing a lot more. Uh, hard contact than he's had in years past. If you look at his hard hit rate, barrel rate, average exit velocity allowed, it's all up from last season. His curveball, the expected weighted on base average allowed on that pitch is up 60 points. So he just hasn't been as effective, and he's not in that elite category like he's been in years past with a 3.87 expected ERA. So I only had the Phillies projected at minus 112. So uh, anything Giants plus 128 or better is good enough for me. Yeah, basically just take like one out of every five of the strikeouts from last season and turn it into a hard hit ball. And that's who Aranola is now. Strikeout is basically down that much, like 20%. And then all of that is turning into a hard hit ball. So yeah, it's uh, it's concerning. And it's mostly still happening though, like second and third time through the order. He's fine for the first three innings. And then once batters get to see him a second or third time, they seem to have a, a better time adjusting than they have in previous years, which I find interesting. So I don't know if he's doing something differently. I don't know if that velocity is continuing to slip off the second and third time through. But yeah, it's it's mostly like, I think a thing that you can continue to live bet. If it's 0-0 zero, zero after three innings, if the Giants are down one nothing after three innings and you can get a better number, I'd be interested in jumping in still. All righty. These are the top two uh, wildcard teams in the National League. Philadelphia, the number one wildcard spot in the NL and the Giants right behind them. Uh, two games out. And they have a half game lead on the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs are right now your third wild card team, a game in hand on the Reds, Marlins, and the Snakes, the Diamondbacks. They're figuring it out with two straight wins. Uh, okay, and then we got a couple more. I know Zarello, you touched on the Red Sox already. A few more uh, to add, and then BJ as well. We can get out of here. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, Red Sox first five. I said to plus one fifteen. Also, like the Texas Rangers in the first five innings only. Slate Zaccone. Projects as one of the worst starting pitchers at the major league level for me. 83 stuff plus, 90 location plus, so well below major league average. Seems like he can have decent command, but he had a major home run issue in the minor leagues, and I don't see that fixing itself at the MLB level. So Texas in the first five innings to minus 145. Jordan Montgomery has been pretty solid for them. And then the Ryan Weathers revenge game, the Miami Marlins at plus 167 or better. No particular edge I can point to here, just... Do not project as much upside for Michael Waka as probably the betting market does. He's been pretty solid of late, but make Ryan Weathers about three quarters of a run, half a run worse than Waka. So hopefully Ryan Weathers going back to San Diego tonight can upend his former team and uh, continue to knock the Padres out of contention here because they are absolutely miserable and they've cost me so much money and I just want to be done with it. Have, have you have you stopped betting them to get in the yeah the, the last time that i added uh <laughs> a bet to the app for the padres to make the playoffs was the last time i bet it thankfully uh so you know we're, we're not in for any more uh than we already were but yeah i mean like the padres the yankees the cardinals these teams i don't like who i bet on earlier <sighs> in the season and i bet on futures throughout the year it just it makes me so mad that i hate these teams and they're costing me money too so uh, and I know the Braves, you know, the Braves have dominated all year, uh, had their divisional bets, have their World Series and NL pennant bets. I, I just like have this feeling in my heart that the Dodgers are going to 
end up beating them. And, you know, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman are going to go nuts in the playoffs. So uh, dreading it and can't wait to lose more money on teams I don't like. Oh, come, oh, come on. <laughs> well, I, that was a Padres angle, and you turned it into talking about the Braves and the Dodgers. You're, you're getting Yeah, I, I, you know, the, the more I watch this Braves staff with Morton and Elder and just they, they have weaknesses, and it scares me. Their lineup is historically good, but their pitching does scare me. Um, you know, we've talked about all the pitching injuries this year and the offenses, you know, being the teams I wanted to invest in by the end of the season, but we get to October and the Dodgers might have better pitching and you just need to get hot for a couple of weeks. Uh, one of the highest totals on the slate. Uh, there are two totals that are, uh, over 10. Uh, one of them BJ's Braves and Mets. Speaking of the Braves, they are home against the Mets and you have a, an angle on the total. What do you got? I do like the over. I projected this north of 11. Um, it looks like Alan Winnens is going to be on the mound for Atlanta. And boy, uh, he's, you know, he's had two starts so far, 1.59 ERA. But if you look at his minor league stats, he's been around a 4.4 expected ex-fip type of pitcher. If you look at projection models, he projects to be around a 4.5 ERA type pitcher. Then you dig into Stuff Plus. Stuff Plus has only been 77 through those first two starts. And the Mets have been hitting the ball a little bit better lately. You know, they've been around, around league average for the last 30 days. And the Braves lineup obviously hits whatever pitch or arm angle you want to throw at them. David Peterson's been north of a five expected ERA type of pitcher. So uh, I think we could see quite a few runs uh, in this game with two pretty bad starting pitchers on the mound. So that's the only other bet I have other than the uh, three that we already mentioned throughout the podcast. All righty. Excellent. Find Zerillo and BJ Cunningham in the Action app should they add anything else to today's slate. Uh, for those guys, Brendan Glasheen signing off. We return tomorrow. It's Zerillo and DeBundo for Payoff Pitch, our Tuesday edition. Uh, and I'm sure DeBundo will be uh, talking about Stuff Plus and have a Dinger Tuesday pick for us. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening uh, to Payoff Pitch. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.